Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 323 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Help us see your love and faithfulness in your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter 12. Jesus talks about being worried. In verse 7, he said, Do not be struck with fear or seized with alarm. In verse 22, he said, Do not be anxious and troubled with cares about your life as to what you will have to eat or about your body as to what you will have to wear. In verse 29, he said, And you, do not seek by meditating and reasoning to inquire into what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be of anxious, troubled mind, unsettled, excited, and worried, and in suspense. Let us take heed to Jesus' words, for he said them over and over. May we know that the Lord is taking care of us. Then Jesus tells us what should consume our thoughts and minds. Verse 31 says, Only aim at and strive for and seek his kingdom and all these things shall be supplied to you also. He says our treasure will be where our hearts are. So what do our hearts desire and what do we seek? These are some things to meditate on today. Jesus tells us to stay vigilant and be on our watch. Continue watching, expecting and acting like he is coming for us every day and not relax or let up on our faith. Let's see what Revelation chapter 3 can tell us. John is given a message for the church in Sardis. There isn't much encouragement about what they are doing right, except for a few people. They are called dead and encouraged to wake themselves up, be strong, and have more vitality in life. They are encouraged to remember the lessons they've been taught and incorporate them into their lives. We are doing this as we continue to read and study God's word. Verse 5 is encouraging to all of us and says, Thus shall he who conquers is victorious be clad in white garments, and I will not erase or blot out his name from the book of life. I will acknowledge him as mine, and I will confess his name openly before my Father and before his angels. Let us pray for the strength to be victorious in what God asks of us. The church in Philadelphia is addressed. They are commended for guarding Jesus' message and truth. They were operating in some of the power he had given them, but not all the power available to them. Even so, they were faithful to Jesus and his priesthood. Because of this, they would be kept safe by him. May we consider operating with more power that is available to us. The last church to be addressed is the church of Laodicea. They are accused of being neither hot nor cold toward God. They are more interested in worldly riches. God's wrath is upon them. They are encouraged to seek after true gold, the gold refined by God and a heart purified by God. Let us continue to seek after God, learn more of him, and become more like him. Verses 20 and 21 say, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will eat with him and he will eat with me. He who overcomes is victorious. I will grant him to sit beside me on my throne as I myself overcame, was victorious and sat down beside my father on his throne. Let us receive this encouragement from our God and King and pray he helps us be victorious over ourselves. So we are granted the honor Jesus talks about here. We must be continually reminded to press in and grow in wisdom and faith. May this be a word for us today. 
Let's see what Ezekiel is writing in chapter 33. The beginning of the chapter talks about the watchman. God used Jeremiah and Ezekiel to be the watchman for his people. He gave them prophetic messages to give to the people. If they told them the message, then they weren't responsible for the people's actions. If they didn't deliver the message, then the blood of the people was on their hands. The people questioned God's judgment over them. He responded that he never wanted to hurt the unrighteous people. He much preferred if they would turn from their wicked ways and repent. Then they would be delivered. However, even the righteous could not save themselves if they sinned. They needed God's grace and mercy, just as we need it today, because we all sin. We are fortunate that the Lord sent his son to save us and all his people. In verse 21, we read about the man who came to Ezekiel to tell him that Jerusalem had fallen. The few people who survived were still not serving God. They worshipped idols among other abominations, and God would not let them live. Soon they would be killed by the sword, famine, or pestilence. They would not be the ones who would rebuild Jerusalem. Verse 29 says, Then they shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord. Chapter 34 addresses the leaders and the spiritual leaders who didn't do their duty. They didn't take care of God's flock. His sheep were starving, but all the leaders were fat. Verse 6 references Matthew 9:36, which says, When he saw the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them, because they were bewildered, harassed, distressed, and dejected and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. God proclaims that he will rescue his sheep, he will search for them and seek them out. The Lord never stops seeking our hearts. As you read the promises that follow his rejection of the shepherds, allow the words to penetrate your hearts. He sent his son to deliver us all. Verse 23 says, And I will raise up over them one shepherd, and he shall feed them. Let us praise God for sending his son to sacrifice himself to be our shepherd, the one who saved us all. The last verse says, And that you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, are only men, and I am your God, says the Lord God. Yes, let us know that God is our God, and he is our Lord. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 142. This psalm was written by David when he was in the cave running from King Saul, and Saul went into the same cave to relieve himself. David is distraught and pours out his heart before God. He writes that no one cares for him or cares for his outcome. Haven't we all been there when we think no one cares for us? When we feel this way, we must know that God does care. David did. He writes about God being his refuge and his portion here on earth. He knew the people after him were more powerful than he was, and he prayed for God to deliver him. The last line of the last verse is beautiful, as David writes, For you will deal bountifully with me. Let us believe, pray, and expect God will bless us. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for your word that puts hope into our hearts. Help us call on you for help, Father, and may we know there is nothing you cannot do. May our hearts be set on you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.